Welcome to the Church of the Living God Man Cave Podcast. Our hope is to add to your walk with Jesus as brothers, sons, fathers, and grandfathers, and as husbands, all at your convenience. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. We are so glad that you're here for our inaugural episode, our first one. First time. Phantom, Phantom Menace, so to speak. Uh, we are here. Uh, it is myself, Matt Hall, as well as Mike Smith and Jordan Cockrell. We are all three uh, people from Church of the Living God in Winchester, and this is our podcast. And so we just want to share with you kind of why we're doing what we're doing. Um, gentlemen, I think you would agree that probably the most valuable and lacking thing in our lives is time. Right. Uh, it's the most over uh, extended and overdone thing, and you know the thought of having an additional obligation, <laughs> an additional night a month or a week, is pretty daunting. And so, um, I think that's a common obstacle for ministering specifically to men. And uh, you know, men, men's ministry, at least in my experience in church, has always been work days and breakfasts. Right. You know. Right. Uh, on the occasional conference or something like that, but. Uh, or, or a four-week Sunday school class, you know. Which and aren't so, bad things. No, not bad things at all. Yeah, and I don't mean to disparage those things. What I mean to do is say that we um, we want to do something that is more every week, more available, you know, and the idea of more convenient. at least— Yeah, convenient, yeah. And, and so for me, with, uh, you know, a wife and three kids— getting up and coming to Sunday school every week, everybody and all that, that's difficult mm-hmm. in general, you know, and then coming to a class for you guys, for us as men specifically, that could be tough when you got the family and all that. So with this, you know, if you're like me, you've got to commute um, to your, your day job. And, uh, you know, I drive 45 minutes each way to work. And, and so I, I have a lot of listening time. I listen to audiobooks, sermons, worship music and all that. But I also listen to a lot of podcasts. And so I'm a history nerd. I've been listening to a lot of history stuff lately, uh, just kind of seasonal stuff. On occasion, I'll hit up something. You know, if I see Elon Musk did an interview, I think he's an interesting guy. So I'll listen to something he's done with Joe Rogan or somebody. But, you know, things like that. So anyway, um, it kind of occurred to me as we were launching Family Life Ministry here at the church that we, we should really try, endeavor to make men's ministry available to the men at their convenience on their schedule. So Not really just those that come to our church. Right, absolutely. Of course, for those who come to the church, for sure. First, uh, but, but not only. But not only, absolutely. Not limited to. That's right. the power of um, real simple syndication. That's RSS, right? <laughs> That's what uh, podcasts are. So. And we invite you to share this podcast with uh, other guys and uh, just be a part of it. Yes. And uh, Jordan over here, he's trying to come up with something to say. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm up, just Jordan? I'm just sitting here thinking it's great to have something like this because I came straight from work, work clothes and all. I feel no guilt or whatever since you can't see me, <laughs> so right. it doesn't really matter. But well, they may can't see you, but I wasn't going to say nothing about the smell. But anyway, <laughs> the smell. Just nice and informal. <laughs> I'm kidding. And invisible. That's right. Uh, yeah. So it's that's kind of the heart behind this whole project here. This endeavor is to. Uh, create something that we put out every single week that is, of course, ministry to Christian men, or men in general, seeking God, more of God, um, and, of course, the men in our church, uh, but anywhere as well. And then, um, you know, we want to do this to where you can listen to it on a Friday on the way to work or on a Tuesday on the way home, or if you're out mowing the yard, you can listen to it. I listen to stuff while I'm mowing and, and all that. So 
uh, we just want to give that give you that convenience. So hopefully it takes off and it becomes something that kind of becomes a staple in the lives of Christian guys in our area. That's what we're hoping for anyway. And that one of the ways that's going to take off is for those that are listening, like I said before, to share it and let other guys know about it. And the more we get into it, the more topics that we're going to share that's going to be more relevant to you as an individual man. Right. And we're going to do a variety of things. We're, you know, sometimes it's going to be a little scripture centric and then other times there might be a testimonial one of our goals is to bring in men from within the church here and and men that are connected to the church people that we know in the area that have awesome stories of god working in their life and and sharing those testimonials um in a way that maybe people didn't know that this guy who sits on the back row of section two in the church you know i had no idea he'd been through that right kind of thing and what he learned about it so i think that's edifying you know it's going to build us up so so as this goes and unfolds we'll add practical things as well you know jordan he's a, a a landscape architect engineer genius mastermind jack of all trades jack of all trades right except for this podcast so (laughs) why don't you go ahead and uh, inform people how to actually listen to this because like if i was to tell someone about a podcast i wouldn't know how to that's a good point point. excellent point so if you have a smartphone uh, you have access to podcasts, and it's through. Now, I'll admit, I'm I'm an iPhone guy, so I don't know a whole lot about Google and Android and all that. But I do know if you go to your app store and you search for podcast apps, you're going to find probably a couple dozen really great ones, and probably hundreds overall uh, in your app store. And you download that app, and then you search for the podcast name that you're looking for. So that's the same way this is going to work. And so we'll put this podcast out. And you'll be able to find it, search it, and of course we'll link it in with our church app as well and things like that. So it'll be easy to find. And then from there you can either download it ahead of time or you can stream it uh, and use your data. We were talking beforehand, Pastor Mike prefers to download so he doesn't have to use his data. I'm paying for unlimited, so I'm going to burn that data up. Burn it up. I don't care a bit, right? It's going somewhere. That's right. <laughs> the only downside is if you hit a if you hit a bad spot in, in terms of that's service, true. you might you might lose out for a few minutes. But regardless, uh, that's how you access it. So podcasts may be kind of a generational thing. Um, it and, is. <laughs> well, now wait a minute. That's me, true. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm it's even, older than me and younger than me, I guess. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I'm I'm older than you are, but right. I'm and I don't know that much about podcasting, but I have listened to John Maxwell and to our podcast and stuff like that, and it's nice. very handy. I mean, you know, we went okay back in the day. There was the eight track tape, right? Oh wow, okay. that day, yeah, that way day. back in the day. And then we went from eight track tape to cassette tapes, and then we went from cassettes to CDs. Well, and I don't think CDs lasted that long, but then we've gone from CDs now to podcasting, which is way more convenient. And automobiles now even have no CD players. In them. Yeah, my right. car is you know. a 2018. It does not have a CD player. Right, yet. right. Now, before my automobile accident a couple of years ago, I had a 2004 Toyota Camry, and it had both. It had a CD and a cassette player. And my wife's cassette 2005 Forerunner has them both. Nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. interesting. I, yeah, yeah. For me, like the oldest thing I can remember is cassettes. Uh, I remember listening in the car to John Maxwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cassette tapes that my dad was listening to on a on a long road. There was a hundred. It was a hundred cassette tapes in this one yes. offering that John Maxwell had. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in that closet right in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the church. Yeah. So I remember cassette tapes, and then I was big on the CDs. I had the big CD wallet when I started driving. You know, in the let's see, I was born in '85, so. I started driving around 2000, 2001. 
um, you know, in that time I had the big CD wallet in my car, you know, and you had to mm-hmm. flip through, you know, yep. and then pop them in and the out while you're driving. The sun, yeah, while you're driving. While you're driving. Sure. Yeah. Of course, there were no phones to also fiddle with really right. at that time, or they were just kind of coming out. And so, but yeah, I don't think CDs lasted real long. And now, right. even in terms of like here at the church, uh, you've if anybody goes to the church, you've heard me say this, we don't even have the capability to produce CDs anymore right? for like our sermons and our classes, because that's what we did. We went from copying cassettes and recording and making masters and then copying cassettes and then doing that with CDs. And now, so when did that stop? It's been what, probably two, three years. At least the, the, uh, I'm, I'm audio when I companies, first came, y'all had CDs out front. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. the audio companies they don't even make the, the printer things anymore to print on the CDs. Mm-hmm. And, it's just old now. There was one time that pastor went through the cassettes in in the church and to to get rid of them, and there was a Herbie full of cassettes. Wow! I'm not kidding. Herbie full of cassettes. That's amazing. And we were talking about you were born in 1985. Let's let's go around. Good the introduction. Room Good segue. And and uh, tell them you know how old you are, the family makeup, and we'll go with Jordan and myself after that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my name is Matt Hall. I am 36, newly 36 at this point in the month, and um, I am married, 15 years married. I've been with my wife overall for... Now, you know people are saying 36 and 15, 20. Okay. Yeah, I got married two <laughs> days after I turned 21, so yeah, I was that young. And my wife was 19 at the time, and no, we did not have to get married. Uh, we Good were point. in love, and now we didn't make it quite a year before we had a baby on the way, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, we uh, we didn't have to get married, so to speak. But uh, been married fifteen years, been together twenty two years. And just so people are clear, that's not living together for twenty. Right, right. Dated. Yeah, we started yeah. dating in middle school. That so. always makes me nervous when you hear people say, you know, sometimes when I'm going to marry somebody that doesn't go to our church and they may not be Christians, or, you know, they'll say, well, we've been dating for this long, we've been together this long. It makes me think, okay, are you what's living together? together? Me, you know, yeah, what's <laughs> right. together? Me, right. That's yeah. probably generational too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we started dating in middle school, so that's kind of a uh, not a normal thing. But we have we have three kids now, and. Uh, two girls and a boy and been in church at this church now for 30 years and, um, you know, gone through all kinds of stuff here and with great people, love, love everybody. And, uh, got all my education and all that stuff under my belt while I've been here. And so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And that's part of the reason for the podcast is, uh, as you continue to listen, we're going to go through things that we've all been through and that men go through in general, because the reason for the podcast is to help you in your walk with Christ and just in every everyday life, right? right? So, Jordan, what about you? I'm Jordan Cockrell, um, 44 years old, own my own business, got two kids, married. Uh, coming up on five years in May, my children are older than five years because <laughs> I was in a previous marriage, uh, did not go well, and I'm sure on down the road we will be having that in sure. some of our conversations. Okay. That's a more and more um, normal thing nowadays. It is normal. It's not, you know, looked down upon. People just, things happen. But um, like I said, uh, love sports, got two kids, wonderful kids, wonderful wife. Um, other than that, just work all the time. How long I, I, How long you been at the church here? Uh Coming up on five years, five almost years? six yeah. years, probably. Uh, started. November, I'm guessing that had something to do with the lady. November 2016. Uh, it was not your lady. It was my lady. No, the yes. lady. Yes. <laughs> yes, the lady. Yes. Thought we'd I clarify lady. that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just need to clarify. 
But yes, uh, about six years almost. Um, I'm assuming is that correct? 2016 of November. Yeah. Wow. So, Maybe yeah, coming five up years. on it. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Well, I'm Mike Smith. Um, I am 60 years old. In past September 11th. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And uh, I have a wife. My wife's name is Angie. We've got two sons, Caleb and Jacob. Angie and I have been married for 32 years. And the reason I hesitated for a second is, you know, it, it, it just baffles my mind because when I was 20 and, and 30s and stuff, and these old people who were 50 and 60 and 70 said, Time goes by fast. I'm thinking, you're old. Right, you don't right. know anything. Trust me, they were right. Fellas, That's listen to right. me. They were right. right. And it goes by fast. So Caleb is 27, getting ready to, he'll be 28 in April. Uh, Jacob is 26. He'll be 27 in February. Got, uh, of course, Jacob's married to Diana, and Caleb is married to Shelby, and then got three gorgeous grandbabies. And got one on the way as of this taping. Yeah. Taping this Taping. broadcasting. What do you call it? <laughs> recording this, this recording. There we okay, go. yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's Emma, and there's Kason, and there's Rowan, and then Reagan's coming in February. And uh, I worked for uh, thirty-one, almost thirty-one and a half years for the Irving County government in Lexington, and for twenty-one and a half of those years, I was also part time at the church mm-hmm. here at Church of the Living God. I retired in 2016 with the city one day and went full-time at the church the next day, been full-time ever since then. And that's something else that blows my mind. That's you know, dream. You're for, living the dream. Yeah, I, I am living the dream. <laughs> that's right. And I'm thinking, it's been five years. Because, I wow. mean, for years and years, I'm thinking, Lord, when am I going to go full-time? When am I gonna? And yes. it's been five years. So That's awesome. The Lord's that's good. part of that time. You think, yeah. when am I going to go full-time? Right. And bam, there right. you're there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's one thing we want to bring in in, the, in terms of the uh, diversity and variety to the listeners is, you know, we kind of have each generation represented, you right. know, Pastor Mike being the, the older generation. Um, and then I guess you're technically a boomer, aren't you? Are you a baby boomer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Jordan would technically be a Gen Xer. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are. Yeah, 44 is right, right in that time frame. And you're a millennial? I am an old millennial. I'm, I, I I'm just represent the, the dirty, part. stinky, working crowd. <laughs> You know. <laughs> well, we have, but we have the small business owner. We have the the right. retiree and and don't put limits on minister, it. and then it's going to be a big business. You that's right. Play. I'm sorry. I, that's yeah, right. my that's bad. Right. The uh, booming business owner. There you go. And then uh, you know myself. I I'm bivocational. I work part time for the church, but I have had a forty hour a week job for. Uh, gosh, twelve years now. I work at the Toyota plant there in Georgetown. It's gonna be a good years. topic. Are you kidding? I know. It's gonna be a good topic down the line talking about forty hour weeks. That's right. A lot of this generation now doesn't understand that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. That's true. I tell you what, and and something else that'll come up later. I'm kind of a fan of. I think guys should work in an, in an industrial environment for some time just to get that kind of yes. exposure. Uh-huh. You know, right. I think that's it grows you up. You they know? need that class in high school. Yes, that's <laughs> the truth. That that's what co op ought to be right there. Uh, instead true. of going home half a day and then going to Burger King to work. But, as well yeah. as changing diapers and burping babies, because that's a lot of these right, men out there right. don't know how to do it. That's not, right. Not that there's anything wrong with Burger King or sure, yeah, 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 burping yeah. babies Disclaimer. changing diapers. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job, but you're not above any of it. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's that right. true. Well, yeah, we'll get into all that. But we want to. We just want to bring a, div- a diversity of 
perspectives. You know, we have, of course, you know, the Christian perspective, but we want to, you know, all of our experience has informed that as well. And we have testimonies because of those experiences. And so, uh, but we are going to, we are going to talk about topical things, you know? And so one thing I wanted to start with, because I've heard this on a lot of other podcasts lately, and it's, I don't know who came up with it. I'm not taking credit for it. Um, but I heard it on another podcast and it's, it's the saying that, uh, hard times make strong men. Okay. Strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. And weak men create hard times. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's good. So just to say it again, hard times equal strong men. Strong men create easy times. And then easy times make weak men. And then weak men make hard times. So if you think of it in terms, if you have any perspective on history, um, you think of it in terms of a, of a societal cycle, then that's very much what's happened in, in our country in particular in the last 70, 80 years. Right. You, you go back 70, 80 years, you're talking world wars and, you know, Cold War, nuclear, the threat of nuclear annihilation, you know, mm-hmm. all these things, right? These hard times that created the greatest generations, you know, in, in our history. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the cycle of that, those strong men, because of their hard work, and their prosperity brought easier times. Right. And in a lot of cases, their children, their descendants and grandchildren now, you know, have become lesser men. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We we haven't faced the hardships that our great-grandparents right. faced or grandparents right. or parents in some cases. But uh, we haven't faced those kinds of hardships. And so I didn't have to storm a beach at Normandy at, at 18 years you know, old. You, you know, said- I'm grateful for that. But this is the also kind of the side effect of that. Right. You were talking about seven years ago. It just dawned on me. Uh, this December 7th, it'll be 80 years since that Pearl Harbor. Harbor was attacked. 80 wow. years. Isn't that crazy? It's 80 years. That's, That's unbelievable. amazing. Yeah, it is. But but that kind of perspective, those experiences have informed, that informed the entire generation. Right. And it, it created this generation of hardworking, whatever it takes kind of people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as that has passed, it's turned into an easier time, you know, not that each generation doesn't have hard times, but as compared to the threat of, you know, of, of Nazi Germany and right. nuclear war, right. you know, it's, it's gotten better. And then now we, as a culture, we are, we're dealing with easier things, so to speak, softer things, social things, right? It's not about survival anymore. And so then there is this inherent this weakness that's being facilitated, you know, and in our culture in particular, you know, masculinity, anything male is being really maligned and branded as toxic. Right. right? And so while it is also a societal cycle, it's also the cycle of a man. And that's what I want to focus on. And the Bible actually makes a great case for this in the life of David. And so, um, again, it's a cycle for men. There are times in our life where times are hard and we find something within ourselves that is strong mm-hmm. and tough. Right. And, you know, something rises up and you rise to the occasion. I'm sure you guys have had those experiences where right. you were in a tough season and and somehow, some way, you rose to the occasion and you got through it. Right. But then, just as sure as you get out of that rough season and into an easier time, you then find yourself falling prey to a lesser thing. And I, I know, I remember, especially when I was a younger man, which I, I mean, I'm only in my 30s, but I remember in my teens and early 20s, you know, being like, well, man, I just got through this and then I'm going to fall to that. 
Right. Like, that's what's going to trip me up? Come right. on, man. Like, you should be better than that. Right. You should be smarter than that. Why can't you see this coming kind of thing? And and because it's this cycle. You know, we, we get through the hard stuff because we know this is a big deal. Oh, this is huge. I got to get through this. And then we get through it, and we're just like, we deflate. We're just like, ah, oh, I got through it. And then we find ourselves in a bad spot again of our own making so many times. Right. And I can't remember who said it, but the most vulnerable times for a believer is after your greatest miracle mm. or your greatest defeat. Sure. That's the most vulnerable time. I, I've heard ministers say that your weakest time is after your most anointed sermon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, your most anointed presentation. You, you might bring it with right. fire on right. Sunday. But Monday morning, you are the most vulnerable you'll ever be. Absolutely, and and you know that is true. Yeah, that is, is true. Harsh reality, yes, right is. there. It so this true. cycle kicks in. Now in the Bible, I think there's a great example of that in the life of King David in Second Samuel eleven, one through five, and this is from the New Living Translation. It says, "In the spring of the year," and this next phrase is very important. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war. David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. It says in verse 2, Late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed, midday, got out of bed, and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Now, I want to highlight this as a side note. I've done some study on this. Initially, you know, you read this, you're like, why is she taking a bath on the roof? <laughs> That's kind of, a, you know, you got to know you're in view of the palace. What, you know, was she baiting him or, or whatever? I, I don't know that that's the case. I think it's probably more likely that he had, he just had a particular angle. Let me go back before that. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't just taking a nap because it said he got out of bed. Got out of bed. So he, yeah, what true. is the deal with him just going to bed in the middle of the afternoon? I mean, really, who does that? But us older folks. But anyway, go ahead. Well, and 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 you notice that the author, which I don't do that by the way, because I don't have time to do it. <laughs> That's right. Who has time for a nap? Right. But the author highlights the time of year and the fact that all the other kings are normally out at war. So they're out at battle. They're out with the troops. They're out doing right. their mission, doing right. what they're called to do. <laughs> yeah. So David is not out doing what he's supposed to be doing as king. He's not out fulfilling his responsibility with his role. Instead, he's being idle. He's resting. And and listen, we all live for rest. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I, Nothing I wrong with rest. I look forward to rest. You know, and now on the downside, I will admit, I come home sometimes and I crash. And and afterward, you know, I, I look up and it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm like, where'd the evening go? Right. Because I, you know, I crashed, I zoned out, whatever. But David is doing this. He he should have been out with the army. He should have been out uh, protecting his domain. He should have been out doing what God had put him there to do. Mm-hmm. And instead, he's at home and he's resting. He's sleeping all day. You know, he's he's being idle. And he he gets this particular angle, and he could see this beautiful woman taking a bath. Verse three says he sent someone to find out who she was, and was told that she is Bathsheba, the daughter of. Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Okay, go back to the part about her being on the roof taking a bath. You, were, I think. You were oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say. So I, I studied it, and and it looks like it's not that that again that she was doing something um, obscene mm-hmm. or or immoral by bathing on the rooftop or whatever. It's it's that from David's uh, vantage point, he could see from his roof, he could see an angle that she was not aware of. 
is is probably the most likely. I would see that scenario. as him being the king. Of course, his palace is going to be higher because it you talks think, that right? he goes out to look over the city. Right. You know, so that's why he was able to see that. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. So from his vantage point, absolutely. And and if you know the topography of the area, you know, Jerusalem is a very hilly area, mm-hmm. you know, and his palace was likely elevated. It would have been more defensible if it was, right? So my question is, why was she on the roof taking a bath? Well, I, again, I think I don't think that she was on the roof. He was on the roof. Oh, I but see. she was I visible see. from his vantage point. I'm sorry. Okay, I see. And that temptation from his vantage point is what led him to, to do what he I did. I got you. And this is an important lesson. Let's face it, guys. There are times where from our vantage point, we invite controversy, temptation, issues. Sure. Right? Sure. Because uh, when we are not where we're supposed to be, that also means we're looking at things we ought not look at. Right. And right, we know right. when we're not absolutely listen if david had been out with the army he wouldn't have been seeing a naked woman right he'd have been seeing a bunch of dudes a bunch of sweaty guys <laughs> covered in blood and battle and all this stuff right his eyes would have been on the work and the mission and all that right. and right. so because he was in a place he should not have been he experienced an, a temptation he should not have experienced and so from that vantage point of his laziness of his idleness of his you know, whatever it was that he was failing to do, he sees this thing. He finds out who she is. They send messengers to get her. She comes to the palace. They sleep together. She um, had just come off of her, her menstruation. They sleep together, and then she goes home. Then the next verse, verse 5 says, she discovered that she was pregnant, and she sent the king a message saying, I'm pregnant. Now, we, if you've been in church very long, you know the story uh, as, it, as it played out. Uh, David attempted to cover his sin by bringing her husband home from military leave, okay, and hoping that he would go in to her. And then as it became uh, aware or obvious that she was pregnant, that people would be like, oh, well, they, of course, he was in from leave. Right. She got pregnant, hoping to cover his sin. But the problem was that Uriah was a good man, and he, he... he wept for his comrades. You know, he was worried about his men. And, uh, and so he slept out in the street where everybody could see him. So everybody would know that he hadn't gone in, mm-hmm. uh, unto her. And so then David got mad, sent him to the front, had him killed so that he could swoop in as this benevolent King who would take on the, the, the wife of this slain veteran, you know, and, uh, slain hero. And he would then impregnate her and, and, you know, a rags to riches story and what a great man David was. And all but this. God but, knows it all. That's right. God knows it all. And sure enough, Nathan, the prophet comes to him and he tells him this, this <laughs> allegory. He says, there's a man in your kingdom who took a, a lamb from a family. It was the only lamb they had. And, and he took the lamb from the family and he brought death to them and all this stuff, you know, and David just gets incensed and he's like, who did this? Tell me who did this. I will avenge him. Off with his head. And Nathan, man, he turns around, he whirls around to the king and he says, you are the man. Lord, can you imagine? You are the man. And I tell you what, I I don't know if I've not had a ton of those experiences in my life where I felt like God found me out kind of thing, but I've had enough right. of those, you're the man kind right. of things where it's like, oh, I'm I'm the man. Right. And David wept. And that's where we get those Psalms where he says, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me right. and you know, renew within me a, a right spirit. Heart, yeah. Give me a clean heart, oh God. Renew within me a right spirit, all these things. And it was, uh, you know, it's the one thing the Bible says that David was not perfect toward God in. You know, now I did read some stuff when I was studying this that, you know, David was a predator and blah, blah, blah. No, hold up. Take your twenty four or your twenty first century glasses off. That's not the case. All right, we're looking at it 
That's that's adding 21st century context to this. He wasn't a predator. You think God would call a predator, right? You know, somebody after his own heart? No, right. I, I don't think so. Right. But he was a man who was in a place he shouldn't have been, right? And he experienced a temptation he shouldn't have experienced, and because of that, he experienced the most monumental failure of his life. And listen, as men, there is so much riding on our decisions. There is so much that ripples out from our failure. That, you know, David was the king. He was the leader of a nation, and he was found out. And if God will allow that to be exposed, don't you think he'll allow our junk to be exposed? Right. But what he did is God did not turn his back on David. Right. And God restored him right. through all of that. And we're hoping that through these podcasts each week that you join us, that you learn that no matter what we as men go through and the things that we discuss, that God is a God of restoration. Sure. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to hear from you. We want to know what you think about conversations like this, about the podcast. Uh, right now, our, our main way to do that is through email. And if you want to email us, you can email us at info at wincitycolg.com. That's I-N-F-O at W-I-N-C-I-T-Y-C-O-L-G.com. Let us know. You like it, you don't like it, what you'd like to uh, hear, uh, the, the subjects, the topics you want us to cover. We want to hear from you. So if you'll just take that few minutes and let us know, we'd appreciate it. Sure. Great, great point. And, and in closing, really, all we need to, what we want to leave you with, leave you thinking on is, you know, number one, are, are you where you ought to be? Are you putting yourself in scenarios and situations, places that you're not called to be in? Because if David had been out to war where he should have been, right. he wouldn't have had the opportunity to see Bathsheba. If he had been doing what God had called him to do, like you said earlier, yes, he would have been fine. He would have been fine. He never, and let's be fair, he never would have experienced that temptation right? right. as he did. Right. Okay, now, could something else have come up? Sure, possibly. Right. But, but that scenario would not have happened. We would not know about this, right? Right. Um, but that's the same thing that happens to us. And as Pastor Mike said, you know, we we are not left to ourselves in those scenarios. Right. If you Thank fall God. into that, you know, God pursued him, and God pursues you, and God pursues us. And and so don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. Right. Good Lord, if, if, Dave, if God could still care for a man like that, surely he could take care of you too. Absolutely. Right? Amen. We invite you to join us next time on the podcast. Wow.